Welcome to Somewhat Nerdy Radio. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Critter. And holy crap, Danger is we have We have a special guest with us this time. Our very own Danger. And I'm Danger. Thank you for joining us, finally. You're all welcome. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I love everybody. Also, in studio, we have our own... The, no, the first one was a joke because no one really cares. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Danger Zone fans. <laughs> Anyway, we have a very special guest with us uh, from our other show on the Somewhat Nerdy Video Podcast Network, Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi, I'm glad to be here, and I promise I'll try to make my voice not as uh, enticing as, as yours, Danger. I'll try to make it. I'll, I'll try to take it off a bit. Do something like that. Impossible. But are we just going to breeze past the fact that you just made three people very angry at you, Critter? <laughs> at least three. That's nothing new to me. The Danger Zone. When's the last time you've been on the show? Like six episodes ago, so like four or five months. months. It's been months. Our listening ship went down three people. Yeah, it did. <laughs> over several podcasts, and you know my guys click a lot. They like <laughs> to hear it over and over, so you missed out on possibly hundreds. I of kept listens. listening just because I know you guys, but uh, but after Danger left, I was like, wow. Wow. Just it just lacking. Just, just lacking. So anyway, thank you very much, Billion, for joining of us. Of course. Um, he did join us also this week, last week, on Nurses Square Circle, our wrestling podcast. That's right. Which is also part of the network. And obviously, Billion hosts the other podcast in the network, Future Flicks with Billion. So make sure you go check out both those other podcasts. Pretty please. Please. Uh, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we also have a YouTube channel that we're using. Mm. Do we? Eventually. Yeah. If you are on iTunes, go leave us a five-star review. All the stars. I love hearing that. I got shivers. That was mm. right next to me. If you're on iTunes, make sure you go leave us a review. Write something in the comments. Whatever you need to do on the show notes page on somewhereinterview.com. Write us a comment. Say how much you miss Danger and you want him to be here every time. I don't mind if you stalk me and find me in other places like on Facebook. Or in his house when he's asleep. Just standing <laughs> over his bed. Just, but it, slightly, just, just lightly touching his face. Dang. As long as you're not trying to ransom pictures of me getting out of the shower, it's fine. <laughs> well, then you'll just pull, like, who is that celebrity that just released the naked pictures? You just do that, right? You just go, okay, here it is. Here's what I look like. Thanks. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be more angry that that happens than, <laughs> than me getting my, my naked body ransomed. They'll be like, no one was paying for this. <laughs> so anyway, on this show, we obviously have our movie review, uh, which will be Trick or Treat. Uh, that was my movie from last podcast. We will have news after that, where we talk about a bunch of uh, Disney news, like we always do. And then <laughs> in our nerd talk, uh, at the end of the show, we'll be talking about the Netflix Punisher series that this came out. But before we get into all that, how's everybody been doing? Uh, start with Danger, since he hasn't been here in forever. I've been working a lot of hours. I knew that's the only thing you were going to say, I too. Get, I get a little bit of reading in before I fall asleep from exhaustion, and I, and I wake up at like 4 or 5 in the morning. If I oversleep, it's 5. This is my charmed life. Is that literally the only thing you've been doing? Is this working? In Hattiesburg, Mississippi, instead of my home. Yeah. Yep. In the mud. That's how I live. It's, you know, that's a sure sign of being an adult. Like, what you been up to? Oh, I'll work. See, that's what I miss about school. Because you could say, what have you been up to? School and work. At least he had two things going on. Now you just have like one and it sounds super boring and sad. You know? What you been up to? Work? Oh, is it going well? It's work. Yes, it's work. I helped my coworker write a rap song. His name's Corey May. Look him up. Big C. Putting out putting out new music all the time. Does he Check listen him out. to the podcast? He has listened to it a few times. And he really likes the idea that 
of podcasts in general. <laughs> it's Scooby. Not, not necessarily this podcast, but he likes the idea of podcasts. So it's Scooby Doo. That Scooby Doo listens to our podcast. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. How about you, Critter? How oh you man. Um, I went to Canada. I went to Montreal. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was a mixed bag. I had a lot of fun. Um, I got tendonitis because I walked around 30 miles in uncomfortable shoes. And boy, I tell you what, man, they were comfortable when you walk around just a little bit. But when you start walking miles in them, not so much. And it was in the 20s, so it was cold. So I had to have like, uh, you know, really insulated shoes and stuff. And it just it just was not going super well with walking. Blaming shoes instead of the years that you've been alive, huh? <laughs> we're getting there man i'm not old it's these shoes and i ate so much gravy fries they call it poutine it (laughs) sounds it sounds so close to something else it's hilarious but i ate tons of it russian president vladimir putin and uh (laughs) eating poutine in my orthopedic shoes Uh, and the gravy gets the fries real soggy, so they're easier to choke down, you know, because of my brittle, my brittle teeth. <laughs> so it's French fries. You can gum them. Cheese. Cheese curds. And, curds. And, and, and gravy. Syrup? And some of them put, um, I'm, I'm sure there probably are some with maple syrup. Yeah, but they, it's Canada. So well, I had I had crepes with maple syrup okay. and bacon and eggs in them. Uh, those were good, too. Uh, I, I eat a lot of food, man. Eat tons of stuff. But what I notice about French Canadians is that... They are not the stereotypical, super-friendly Canadians that you hear about. They are just people. More French than anything. Well, did you speak French with them, or did you speak American? I spoke English, well, but they all speak that's, English. Everybody that's where spe- you messed up, Everybody man. speaks English there, but they, they everyone's bilingual over there. But Ex- Except for the tourists. Except for the from tourists. From America. Except for, yeah, exactly. But they're just not that super-polite Canadian that, you know, you the stereotype. And so you're, you're going there thinking, oh, I'm going to meet these incredibly polite people and they were not like right out the gate they were not we were in the airport They're like the first person i talked to it's kind of a jerk i was like you gotta be kidding me seriously and then i get to the hotel at like midnight she was kind of a jerk apparently they don't have air conditioning they only had heat and yeah. it was so hot they don't have air conditioning yeah the hotel we stayed in had no air conditioning and when i told her i was like uh our air conditioner does is there air conditioning i don't see a switch for it. she goes yeah there's a switch on the on the bottom the switches from hot to cold and then i looked took a picture of it went downstairs and showed it to her she goes oh um there's no switch i'm like this is the picture there's no switch i took pictures of every side of the thermostat to show her and she goes oh um well then i guess they're not air conditioned i'm like what <laughs> it's like she goes yeah well you know they're heated that's air conditioning, right? I'm like, no, that's heated. That's different. <laughs> I was like, I'm hot. I'm like, I'm standing in front of you, sweating bullets, and you're gonna say the heat works. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, it did get down in the 20s, so we ended up using the heater. But I had open windows, and they had to bring up a fan. I mean, it, wow, it was hot, man. So you're saying that they weren't nice to you after you were causing problems for you? I was very polite. I all I just I just asked if there was AC and they said yes and then I started looking around and then I so went down to look to ask them about it and then she got well then all the rooms are the same so she switched me I was like well can you switch me to a a different room that hasn't so she switched me to a, a smaller room it was so small like I could get we could get our suitcases in there and then we wouldn't be able to move around it was it was a weird place I went to Quebec when I was about 16 and I had two French classes under my belt. And being in a French class is like, you don't know how to speak crudely. All you know is the most polite ways to speak. And everyone was just super nice to me. I don't um, believe you. Well, that's just a darn shame. Because I would just be like, je voudrais un croque monsieur. And they would be like, ah, oui. oui? 
<laughs> I'm sure that's the entire conversations you have with people. <laughs> oh no no no! I, I would say s'il vous plaît. Also, s'il vous plaît, and then and then you know, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they loved me. Anyway, uh, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of nicer ones, but I, initially I was met with more of a more of a French Canadian than what you expect than just regular super polite Canadian. It, it was it was, but the food was amazing. I love the food. The place, the city was really cool, really clean for being such a big city. It was huge. It was weird because there's sex shops everywhere. Really? Yeah. That's weird. I've been to Canada once for like five minutes because we drove from uh, Wisconsin to the border, crossed the border, and then came right back down just to say that we've been to Canada. That was it. There's literally nothing. Then you went and drank some milk and ate some cheese. In Wisconsin? (laughs) Yeah. Not really. All right. What about you? Well, podcasting. Uh, We still do in the weekly podcast for Nerds to Square Circle. Uh, so the wrestling has been taking up a lot of my time. Well, there's a, a big wrestling event coming up, right? Uh, yeah, there's WrestleMania in a few months. Yeah. Which we're now I'm starting to have to pay for right now because we got to start buying our tickets for some of the events that take place over the, the weekend in the city. Uh, I'm not even going to WrestleMania because the tickets are like two to $500, depending on how far away you want to sit. <laughs> yeah, I know $500 for a wrestling event. It's crazy, huh? You still haven't went to a wrestling event with me. I know. I know I, you I'm know. I'm aware. I thought it was a hard maybe. It was a hard maybe. It still is a hard maybe. It's every time I ask him. It's hard maybe. <laughs> $500 for programming that is of the quality that I can receive from daytime television at like noon from Days of Our Lives. Yeah, but how often do you have one of the Demiras get thrown by get thrown through a table? Ooh, he dropped knowledge on you. You don't know who he's talking about, do you? <laughs> No, I have no clue, but I know that in soap operas, men have been thrown down all over Victor chest. would totally slam someone through a table. You know he would. Victor's a jerk, man. But would he do it down an elevator shaft? Yeah, Victor would kill anyone for any Probably, reason. Probably, yeah. I don't know who any of those people are. What are you talking about? <laughs> They're people from... Okay. <laughs> I was young in the restless I was talking about. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, Days of Our Lives, no. Days of Our Lives Losers. isn't on, on the air anymore. So, and actually, uh, sorry, we've been kind of sporadic with this podcast. We had some editing problems with the uh, last episode, so it kind of got spread out a little bit. But we had our Halloween episodes last month. Editing month problems. Before that. Yeah, that's what we're going to call it, editing problems. Okay, we'll go <laughs> with that. Editing our mouths. <laughs> Um, Did you take a picture of that desk afterwards <laughs> after the podcast? Was your mind even on that? There were you can. There's also a lack of pictures. There's a lack of everything. I think I'll just go pass out. Podcast done. <laughs> doop, doop, doop. Yay, we did it. Still recording. You just are in the background. So yeah, that's why we've been kind of sporadic with our release schedule lately. Um, we're obviously going to have this podcast and our Christmas special will be the next podcast coming out. So yeah, editing podcasts. That's kind of what my life is all about right now. Plus, on the work side of things, our, our company I work for ended up opening up a new store. And uh, I'm working at that new store. Well, that's so, really cool, though. Yeah. So we're expanding a little bit. So I'm working a little bit more hours. So yeah. a little busy, that's good. Busy, a little busy. busy, busy. And again, like I said on two podcasts ago, we are also getting ready for the new baby, which is coming in three months. Just It just seems like it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. Can you yeah. ever be ready? No, you can't be ready. I'm going to have to learn another name. <laughs> we don't even know the name yet. So we don't know the sex of the baby. Of course, you haven't met them. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I like it. I don't, know I don't even person. know. I don't know that person. It could be a real big jerk. <laughs> but really, really, what everybody wants to know is uh, is what Billiam's been up to. Billiam, what you been up to, man? You've been doing any traveling? Uh, no, not much actually. Yeah, you seem like the guy that just yeah. stays at home, basically. <laughs> no, I uh, 
I switched jobs. I used to be the lead cashier at a kind of a local type of Whole Foods is what my store is. And I, I was a lead. I was a shift lead. And they had a temporary position open up that I took because it was more money, less responsibility. I was like, ah. Well, how how's that a yeah. thing? That's awesome. <laughs> because it's temporary. Technically, I'm not supposed. To, I they they can't guarantee my job back. But they're going. They said you'll get your job back. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, but I'm a holiday promotion specialist, so I hand out samples to people and then use the internet for people who are too dumb to use the internet for themselves. Oh, dude, that's just that feels so good to know <laughs> things that other people don't know. And then when you're showing it to them, they're so gracious. You know, and they're just, like, really, really appreciative. And if they're not, it's really good being sarcastic to them. Because I know you were being sarcastic. No, no. no. I worked at Circuit City for years, and I worked retail for a very long time, and it just feels good to be able to help people. He's being for real. He is. He's not being being sarcastic. I just saw that look. I was like, okay. No, that's just just his face. (laughs) That's just his face. I I said it earlier. I keep it mysterious. In between Thanksgiving and Christmas, the, the holiday seasons, we had a week... Over a, a week and a half break. And then so they said, hey, do you want to come back and be a lead cashier for a bit? I'm like, no, I want to go somewhere. I was originally going to travel to Wales to see my fiance. And it was a crap ton of money. And I thought, you know, it's cheaper staying in America. You know where I should go? Louisiana. And here I am. Is so, she going to hear that? You said that? They talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, man. We discussed it. I didn't need her permission. Shut up. <laughs> you want to say sorry? What have you been doing since you got to Louisiana? Eating a lot. Um, yeah. Eating a lot, drinking a lot. Yeah, that's basically. kind of what we do here. Three different types of beignets. Can't go wrong with that. No, you can't. I don't know how I haven't had Cafe Au before. That's completely new to me. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think it's available in California. It's just nothing. I'm like, oh, I'll just get a mocha. You know, I'll just get a regular cup of coffee. Nice. And just a lot. Like We recorded, recorded with Nerds of Squared Circle. Mm-hmm. Last night recorded with Watch Your Mouth. Yo. And it was a lot of fun. I've So this has been a work trip for you, really. If you yeah, it really it. has. I mean, can you write this no, off on your taxes a uh, little bit? I Okay, I, yes. I kind of want to see if I can do that. So how did, how did the uh, podcast with the Nerds of the Squared Circle go? I know those jerks really love to play it up like it's a tag team effort to really screw over whoever whatever guests they have but did you hold your own did you hold your own uh, i did because i'm not a scrub that's right you hear he, that critter he likes He's wrestling. not even he hasn't complained once about his encounter <laughs> he likes wrestling I, oh, I i don't you're one of them i don't watch wrestling <laughs> One of us. You just <laughs> went and played into the drama. Uh, and today we went all over some of the local places. Yeah. We went took a tour of a brewery, a beat a beer brewery, which was really cool. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> um, and then we went to the Abita Springs uh, Mystery House. Yeah, that was really cool. Really cool. They had um, alligator bodies. Um, with people head <laughs> just and dead alligators just laid around <laughs> the stuffed ones but they had like um it was like a, a turkey head and a duck head and a dog head and a, and a human skull a human skull i mean um, you're not far off just to say that there's dead animals lying yeah. all over the place <laughs> it's just, it, it sounds like someone's just gross garage <laughs> well it's kind of one of those stereotypical roadside attractions that just has like all that weird I, i've wanted stuff. to go in there it's it really cool. kind of cool it's um, really cool it's three dollars too so yeah, it's not bad. I wanted to go there because I, every time I ride my bike down the trace, I see it. And it's one of those things like, how have I never been there? And it seems like it's something I would enjoy. Y- you would. You would. And, and plus the guy that owns it is awesome. Yeah, I heard he, awesome. I heard he made fun of y'all pretty <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, he made fun of us the whole entire time and I love him now. I want to go back and talk to him. Yeah, we were both wearing our somewhat nerdy radio shirts. And then he made fun of us about wearing matching clothes. Fun. Awesome yeah. guy now. Awesome place. I would highly recommend it. Uh, what else have you done since you've been in Louisiana? 
Drank, eat. Drank, eat, walked around. Just a lot of walking. One day I was like, oh, I have time to see a movie. But I'm like, hey, I can see movies at home. They're the same movies. So I just walked around more. And that's really why I did because I do want to come back. I want to bring I want to bring my fiance and my and my my best friend different trips. And I want to do all of the good touristy stuff then too. So I kind of wanted to save some stuff. I didn't want to do every single damn thing. Yeah, well. Is that your way of saying you didn't see the Justice League movie yet? No, I saw Justice League. Get out of here. I haven't seen it. Did you review Justice League? And I just missed it. Uh, I have. I I wrote one up, but it didn't get it didn't get put out soon enough. So what I did is I'm changing the way it's written a little bit, just because just just to say what's good about it. <laughs> there was a lot good save with it. it. There was a lot good with it. So we'll we'll save that for for a, we have another little segment over here. I want to see Bill Bill get all all jazzed up about it. So yeah, we're actually just going to go ahead and move into our movie review. Billiam, do you have a we we've been calling you out on a podcast i've been trying i've been trying to think of one um god i really was kind of dependent on you well my 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 initial thought is you'll like it it's not as bad as uh meet the feebles that's that's the thing (laughs) that's been the worst i'm I'm embarrassed i'm sorry guys i want to call the whole segment that well this isn't as bad as meet the feebles it's not as welcome to it's not as bad as meet the feebles (laughs) it's the feeble meter and it's either meet the feebles (laughs) or or it's not (laughs) or it's super feeble so what we're talking about each week one of the nerds picks a movie and makes the other guys watch it they have to come back onto the show and give their individual uh breakdown of the plot in their own words uh give some good points and their honest opinion about the movie so our uh, movie this week was my pick from the 86 horror movie called Trick or Treat. Not to be confused with Trick or Treat. Which is which also a great movie. Which is also a great movie. From 2008, was it? Yeah. Wake up, sleepyhead. It's body time! Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. Inverted. Raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing the record backwards. You're kidding. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. I am a big fan of yours. I've got all your records. Shut up! You're the bay. The bay is you. This message was meant for me. How can you listen to this stuff? Done to your stereo. I wanted a new one. Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. You should be loyal to your hero. They can turn on you. Or treat. Looks like we better check out the party punch. Boy, what a treat. I loved it. It was brilliantly done for the time. And you just got to really value those practical effects. And the acting, the acting wasn't, wasn't really the best. But, you know, what can you expect from that era? What are you doing right now? Tricked you. Trick or treat. I didn't actually watch it. I, I forgot. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> so everybody in the room has seen the movie, but Danger. Uh, even though he's one of the hosts of the show, didn't fulfill one of the segments of the show. So good work. But Billiam, which is not one of the hosts of the show, took it upon himself to watch the movie so he could review it when he's on our podcast. Good work, Billiam. Why, thank you. I do my homework. I feel like I still represent it appropriately. It, he, a, was, he was pretty spot on, though. Yeah, it kind of I is. mean, like, that was pretty, pretty spot on. I, I guess you could say that about, about a lot of movies from the 80s. Exactly. So, Billiam, in your own words, give us the plot of Trick or Treat. So, the movie's about this this kid, this high school kid named Ragman, who is who loves heavy metal. And especially uh, a band from a local guy named Sammy Kerr. And he's like eats sleeps and breathes this one day sammy kerr dies his world is crumbling down oh my idol has died but wait there is a lost tape or in this case a lost record he manages to get a hold of this record and learns that through playing it backwards sammy can come back and it's not what he not quite what he expects sammy kerr comes back and kills people basically yeah Um, so he gave a very good synopsis yeah we can we can give spoilers on this. Oh yeah, it's, quite, w- it's quite way older than ten years. So, yeah, and that's just my rule. You guys don't have to follow that rule. That's just I don't, my personal. I don't thing. follow that. Yeah, rule. I don't follow that yeah, rule yeah, I, at all. In fact, I make fun of that rule. Yeah, I do too. On this podcast, constantly. <laughs> I'm I'm very anti-spoiler. So much so that I just won't watch the thing to to be able to spoil it for you guys. That's a favor. <laughs> You're welcome. So anyway, um, Critter, what did you think about the movie? Actually. <sighs> A lot of cool things about it, like the, you know what I really liked about it? Every time there was like a little lightning bolt, because he would jump in through speakers and stuff, and that's how we got around through electricity, speak, but speakers mo- mainly. He, uh, it was the sound of the proton pack. Oh, nice. yeah. I didn't even think yeah. Of that. It was yeah. the particle beam throwing that, that was just, you know, that, that thing. And I was just like, that's Ghostbusters. The, the part where he had the vision where, of, like, that burning hell in his house, mm-hmm. that was cool. Like, there was just a guy walking downstairs on fire. Now, that was an actual person on, on fire. fire. <laughs> and that dude just walking calmly. Like, I, I don't care if you're in that fire suit. He's still going to be a little iffy about that. I'm going to not that's be super... Your, that's your job. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. If I'm on fire, I'm not going to be all calm and go, hey, how you doing? Then it wouldn't be your job. You're right. We'll We'll see. We'll see. There's probably not a whole lot of people clamoring to get lit on fire. Danger was right. The acting wasn't all there. That The kid that played Ragman. I mean, like, it was kind of weird because it, they didn't show the bad guy, Sammy Kerr, coming back from the dead until, like, 20 minutes before the movie ended. That's actually one, my only, one of my only problems was the movie, that Sammy Kerr should have been the, the villain throughout the whole entire movie. He should have been killing people throughout the whole yeah, entire movie. Yeah, it, and it, it was, like, kind of like a poltergeisty thing a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, most of the movie was just about this kid whine, like whining about how he had no friends. Then he got a girl. That and, for some reason liked him. Yeah, and she was a popular girl, liked him before any of that other, before the he got the, the mojo from the ghost, you know? Because then he had that moment where he got more confident because of the ghost. Kind of like yeah. Carrie-like. Yeah, and then, but before that, she was kind of into him. And then he got more popular. And then she kind of was losing interest, but still wanted to find out more what he was about. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. It, the pacing was weird, but what I, I really loved was, all right, Gene Simmons was in it. Gene Simmons and uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne was the thing that I loved about yeah. it. Because he, he played, played a, pri- a priest. He, he played a priest that talked about how bad heavy metal was for people. He goes, why can't people just say wholesome lyrics? <laughs> it's so hilarious. You know, it's a weirdness. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie cover of this. Mm-mm. It has Gene Simmons and uh, Ozzy Osbourne on the cover. That's the only thing that's on the cover. 
they're, 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 if you've seen the movie, you realize why that's ridiculous. These people are in the movie maybe a total of two minutes. Well, Gene Simmons has a has a direct speaking relationship with Ragman, yeah, yeah. which is the main Ozzy character. Ozzy Osbourne is a character on the TV. <laughs> which, but the but Sammy Kerr can pull people out of the TV. For some magical and, and reason. Apparently, if you pull someone out of the TV, they burn up. And die. Just die. Just die. I don't know. I can't pull people out of the TV. I don't know what would happen. I love this movie, by the way. It's a bad movie. But it's, it's just like Diddly Friend from the last podcast. Not a good movie, but I enjoyed this movie way more than I should. It, it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot just because of that wonderful 80s feeling. The mm. movie was 80s. Th- there were a bunch of things that bothered me. I was writing notes the whole time just to just to remember things. I, I did love that the record backwards part was part of it. Just because mm-hmm. that's, that's been a thing as long as records have been yeah. around. Like, what was it? Paul is dead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And also the fact that the the special effects really held up. I mean... Dangerous before... right yet again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got your back. Uh, they, they did you. They did hold up. You could tell... Obviously fake. Yeah. That, but it didn't mm-hmm. look terrible. Yeah, even the lightning effects and stuff like that was all just well done. It, it was really old was. school ways of doing the, I don't, the overlay. I don't remember how they used to do it. Um, but they used to animate that. And overlay that over the. the it looks good even yeah. now. So. You, you know what kind of bothered me about it is when he started blasting people at the school dance with lightning bolts, and he would zap one person, they turned to dust, and then other people still just jamming out right next to the person rock that turned and, to dust. Rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. No, what really bothered me about that is that this kid. Ragman is an outcast in the school for liking this music, but everyone's like, "Yeah, I love it." When when he starts playing, they're like, "Oh, we... oh Sammy Kerr is awesome." Yeah, yeah. we we know he's Sammy better Kerr. the original. So all of a sudden, the entire school is posers, man. Just, yeah, just posers. posers. It's like whenever a team makes it to the Super Bowl or the or the World Series, like like all these bandwagon fans. That's what they were. They were they're just total bandwagon, bandwagon fans. <laughs> it's like when I said I, I like Tool. And all I'd really done is heard Schism on the radio like once or twice. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I love Schism. I love them. I listen to them all the time. That one I song. don't change the radio station when they come on. So this movie has a giant internet following. Uh, it's how I heard about it because I heard it from another podcast, uh, the Purple Stuff Podcast, uh, which is an awesome podcast. Go check them out. Not a sponsor. They talk about the movie all the time. It's why I found it. I found it, watched it the first time, and it was instantly mad at myself because I'd, I'd never seen this movie or heard of it. And now it's one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. Fa- favorite's, a, favorite's a tough one. I, I it's know. not a favorite. It's... It's on my list of awesome 80s movies that okay. I can watch. I can turn it on right now, and I'll be fine with watching the whole movie right now. Like, I, I don't think I'll ever get bored with this movie. Everyone knows the best 80s movie is Ghostbusters. Just I, I'm agreeing with you. There it is. I'm... Then Ninja Turtles, then Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> you gotta throw Howard the Duck in there somewhere. Agreed. I don't. Agreed. I don't have you to should. Do You should. You should. It's a great it belongs movie. In there. Right there was Masters of the Universe 2. Well, that one is good. Mm. That's, that's a good one. Uh, what, well, I found there's one part of the movie that I was laughing hysterically at it's when the mother goes into his room and turns on the stereo and she starts freaking out like what is this technology it's like how do you turn this off yeah she yeah. hit like every button on yeah. it and stuff yeah but she's not that old she should know how that works she was around for the beatles and all of that stuff she should know how records work she definitely had records yeah she even had another there's an, another player downstairs oh, right yeah, she did yeah that's right and she's like yeah because he took I a bat to all of them yes he did yeah. and like you know the mom would come back like she was very she was a very chill mom yeah she very was very chill she, he was he getting got, yelled at and he got grounded like oh and he just wanted to respect some, what kind of heavy metal guy is that everyone in this room is pretending like they haven't walked up to one of these televisions and couldn't find the power button <laughs> every one of y'all no she was trying to turn off 
she's all she's got to do is the turn 80s off. was a wild time and they made power buttons look like they were huge power buttons things. back in the day they no, were no no they're not like current power buttons where they just like let's just hide buttons we put it behind the tv no, so, no there are some he's right i have felt all around the bevel of a tv i'm like there are just no buttons on this thing zero buttons and then it's on the back near where the stand base of the stand meets yeah. so you're like well, why is it there <laughs> It's under the stand. You have to lift up the TV. They don't want it. They don't want it off ever. So yeah, another spot on review by by Danger, and uh, I just want everyone to really just feel. Are that, you gonna watch the next movie? Pitch. Yes. Please watch the next movie. You might not even be here for the next podcast, but at least watch the next movie. Yes. It's my turn to pick. I and it be. is Critter's turn to pick. And I'm in. And I will do better. <laughs> You'll do better than what? Than the, the people. <laughs> Meet the Feebles. You could pick literally any movie, and it would be better than Meet the Feebles. Yeah, you don't have a choice but to do better. Billiam, did you watch Meet the Feebles? I did. Based on Critter's recommendation? Well, no, after you guys talked about it, I wanted to watch it and see if I could find something. We told you not to do that. Just to see if I can find something good about it. There's none. There isn't. The puppets look good. I like like puppets. Yeah, I like the puppets. I'm a big Muppet fan, so the puppets look good to me. Now I know what hippo boobs look like. You do. I do. You do. Just Mm. like duck boobs. Now (laughs) answers are being, questions are being answered from this stuff. Duck boobs are way better, by the way. Those are some solid duck boobs, man. Duck boobs are those mallardly glands. Was that a cat woman in... I got it. So anyway, Critter, uh, go ahead and present us our next movie. (laughs) The next movie I am picking is Chopping Mall from 1986. These robots, these they're basically security guards in a mall. Chopping mall. Chopping mall. Chopping mall. So this is a shopping mall in the Latin world. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, uh, make sure we will be reviewing Chopping Mall on the next full podcast of Somewhat Nerdy Radio. But we're going to go ahead and take a break now, and we're going to come back with the news. Rock and roll, rock it on a midnight, take control. We're going to rock it all night, yeah! All right, and we are back was the news probably the biggest news to me is the potential that disney might be buying fox just to get the rights back to marvel is it all of fox or just that part of it's fox? the movie just movie yeah just movie okay so it would be not the fox news or not the fox sports i think that's what it is what about simpsons and bob's burgers not yeah not tv no either TV. so um, it looks like just a, it's it's one of two things. They want the rights back to their Marvel properties, obviously X Men, Deadpool, Fantastic Four. Fox also owns the original cuts of Star Wars, the first cuts of it. Really? Yeah, before George Lucas started editing all of them, Fox owns that. They can't do anything with it. They can't distribute it because they don't own the distributing rights to it. Um, they can't sell it. So then they own nothing. They own nothing. <laughs> so they they can't do anything with them. So Marvel would obviously want this back so they can release those in some kind of weird Blu-ray or something like that of the unedited versions of But what would, what would that mean for the successful properties like Deadpool? I don't know. I mean, it's the only one I can think of. X-Men, I mean, like, you can say it's successful? They might have one time been successful. But I they, mean, I they think suck. they keep making money, but that doesn't necessarily mean successful, like, you know, review-wise. Well, it looks it, for a while it looked like they were going to go get much better. They had First Class, which I liked. I like First Class. And then a couple more happened. Then we have Age of Apocalypse, which, yeah, that happened. Was a train wreck. Yeah. Even though it had 
I love Oscar Isaacs. I just don't think he was a good uh, a good Apocalypse. I don't even think they did Apocalypse well. I think no, a- they didn't. He would have been fine as Apocalypse if they did Apocalypse. Yeah, maybe if they did it, maybe if they wrote the character well. Guys, I have to work pretty hard to convince my girlfriend to go see these movies with me. And when a movie like Age of Apocalypse comes out, it ruins everything. And <laughs> in the future, I have to pretty much put a PowerPoint presentation together and come up with several reasons why your life will be more fulfilled for seeing the film that I would like to take you to see. And if it's Age of Apocalypse or Justice League, Batman vs. Superman, you know, anything like that, I just kind of, I'm already losing. You got screwed. Yeah. I I know there's a lot of people worried about Deadpool. I mean, I'm not worried about it. I mean, like, one thing Disney does do is recognize money. Mm -hmm. And that's why they do so well is because they know that the people that care about the property, if they let them handle it, it does well. So they they don't really micromanage like Warner Brothers has been doing to DC, which has been the biggest problem. Right. Which is why they didn't care about... Like, it didn't seem like they micromanaged Wonder Woman as much because maybe they didn't expect it to be that successful. And then because they didn't is why it was successful. And that's what everybody's hoping was Aquaman. You know, Aquaman's literally the only DC movie that's coming out next year. You gotta have you gotta have some levels of management though. But because... yeah, obviously they're gonna do that. But I mean, like Warner Brothers was really far into it, and Disney seemed to just let Marvel do what Marvel does, yeah. and it wasn't you know like they, I don't think they were worried about something not making money. Yeah, to the extent I mean, but Disney has the formula down, and long as the directors follow that formula, it's fine. Because I mean, you always hear about yeah. the. The bad things like Josh Whedon had to put up Wiz, and that's why he, I mean he doesn't do any of the movies anymore. James Gunn seems to have had a lot of free range to do whatever he wants. Well, he had a, though, he had a less popular property. Yes, and even though he wanted to quit too, mm-hmm. he wanted to quit, but then he decided to come back. Thankfully, he decided to come back, and he's doing a third one too. So, well, as of now, that can totally yeah. change. You guys are also you gotta you gotta think about it. The Marvel films kind of stay true. To their source material. They do. And with the nostalgia that goes on in these films, if you get too convoluted or if you don't give enough backstory, people are just going to get lost. They're going to get lost. They're going to wonder why you had to throw four or five storylines into a single movie that were, you know, classic stories in the comics, but they don't make much sense when you just smash them all together. Speaking of, has everybody seen Thor? Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Amazing. Awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. I I laughed a lot. Yeah, well, because the movie's hilarious. Yeah. It's, that it's, dude, that director, man, he is funny. He's yeah, a, he is. He's a funny guy. They didn't have to take his eye, though. You yeah, may that's call kind him of Chris Hemsworth, but I'll call him Chris Handsome. <laughs> and not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> it's kind of weird just from a marketing thing that they took his eye away. Eh, maybe. maybe they, they, That's a, a very big change to the character. Uh, yes, but it, it was a good transition to now he's the ruler of, um, I'm doing air quotes here, of Asgard. Yeah. You know, because now he is king. Well, what was that storyline? When uh, he moved uh, Asgard to Kansas? Because he does. <laughs> yeah, with like the Odin force and all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and that's kind of probably what they're trying to do, but it's another signifying mark of Odin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. now he is no, not just Thor Odin's son. He is, you know, has his Thor Odin. So speaking of, we also had the Avengers trailer come out um, last week. And oh my God. Oh yeah, so much hype. Everyone's in the trailer. 
Jeez, man. Good God. Wow. I'm just going to say, DC's trailer guy is still on point, and Marvel's trailers can step it up a bit. But the getting... Marvel trailer was great. It no, was really it's the, it's the, it's the most no. popular trailer ever. ever. They're just they're just resting comfortable, and they're not putting all their effort in. <clears throat> trailer hipster, Because their you? movies are amazing hits. What trailer did you watch? The lazy one. <laughs> the same one as you. Did you not see Thanos come in and just be like, Oh yeah, a total yeah. badass. Oh yeah, I saw it all. And you're not impressed at all. Didn't. Oh, I'm hyped as can be, but I am I am under no delusions that that trailer was exceptionally made. They just threw all the characters on the screen. Bah, 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 okay, bah, maybe boom. it was a little pandering of showing all the characters, but I mean, like the they need to show all the characters, show that the extent of what's going to happen in this movie. So I mean, it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen ever. So that's going to be really that's yeah. going to be awesome. I mean, this is kind of groundbreaking for movies to have this many storylines converge into one. And I really think how how it's going to work, and at least for this movie and maybe the sequel will change, there's going to be like four different storylines going on with all the, the different groups of characters. Yeah. And then probably in the next movie, they'll be all together. I don't think all these characters are going to be interacting in this movie. It's just more working towards the next movie. I've been waiting my whole life for this movie. Now you're excited. Yeah, now you're excited. You I've just, been excited for you this just movie. Crapped all we over were just it. talking about the trailer. Well, yeah, he crapped all over it. Now he's car- now he just feels better, so he's going to be happier about it. I was re- we were talking about the trailer. We were talking about the trailer. I said the movie was was the movies have all been hits. So their trailer guys are just you know they're just riding that wave. Yeah, like, they're just hey, riding it's that gonna current. Be good look. They were, they, they were like, let's pander to everyone that loves all these characters. We're going to throw them all. We're in just going to show all the Chris's. Yeah. All at once. Chris Handsome, both of them. Sticking with his deed. <laughs> they showed all three. They showed Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth. That's true. Yeah, all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. All the, the only one they're missing is Chris Pine. DC. DC. They yeah. already ruined it. So. Um, yeah, speaking of really cool trailers, and this is more of a teaser, the Deadpool teaser. The Bob Ross <laughs> Deadpool trailer was awesome. That was they're continuing so good. with their awesome marketing strategy of untraditional marketing for a movie, and I think it's really kind of paying off. I'm I'm a big fan of Cable. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing actual um, Thanos on screen um, as Cable. It was it was funny. the tr- The teaser was funny, but then when they actually showed the movie, the movie looked cool. Yeah, I don't know what, what they showed. I don't know what storyline they're going with. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad I don't know. Well, that's good that it, they actually did a good job of teasing because like it showed me Deadpool, which I wanted to see, and then they actually showed action scenes in the teaser, not just like kind of random things. You know, like they showed random action instead of like like them trying to show a story. Story, and yeah. then you know what the whole story is going to be because they told you every damn thing in the trailer. Right. Yeah. So this one just like I just I just saw goofiness, which I come to expect from Deadpool, and then and Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, I should say, and then some cool action scenes, and then finishing with goofy stuff. And I was like, I'm in. And then Cable. And then Cable for a bit. I'm all about Cable, so I'm looking forward to that just because of that. Brings um, the hype, man. He so this was hype. this was more of a teaser. I'm sure we'll be getting a new trailer here sometime soon, uh, hopefully. So keeping on the Disney news. Um, Obviously, we're going to talk about Punisher and Nerd Talk, but it really looks like Disney is probably going to pull all their Netflix stuff. So they're already starting to talk about pulling all the Marvel properties that they've made. So Avengers, uh, movie-wise, uh, and all their Star Wars products are going to leave Netflix. That also sounds like they're talking about the Netflix stuff. Daredevil, 
uh, Electra, all those characters, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, all coming away from there. That's fine. I'm just they wondering. Can, they can have them and pull them out of that death spiral of quality that Netflix has them on right now. Literally the only person that's ever said that in the history of ever. Mm-mm. The only one that's bad was bad was Iron Fist, so... Luke Cage was the worst one. <laughs> he will fight you. Hey, those I are will. fighting words. It would have been better if he wore his princess tiara the whole time. <laughs> you know, but I guess the question is if they pull it off, are they going to bring those shows to the Disney th- side or are they going to, you know, keep the actors, keep the stories or are they going to revamp everything? Nobody's completely? really sure because nobody really knows how the contracts work with the Netflix shows. Netflix Obviously doesn't own the show, but they are definitely producing the show. They're yeah. putting the money into it. I, w- I don't think did put, I mean uh, Netflix would be really cool with them going, oh, we're just going to take these shows and we're going to put it on our own streaming service. Because that's what Disney's big plan is, their own streaming service. I, it, well, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, the, the streaming services, uh, the early stages of it, when well, we were in a golden age when it was Netflix, Hulu, and Prime. And now that everything is getting its own streaming service... You're like, oh, that's really cool, but it's another five bucks here, another twelve bucks here. I but can't a, afford all these memberships. But a Disney streaming service, it's kind of you. You have to have that. They right. own so well, much. Well, and that's what I'm saying is that now it's getting out of hand. That everybody's going to do their own streaming service. And uh, Billiam, you said this on your podcast recently that there's Netflix is going to end up doing all original content. Yeah, their own original content, which is good. Some they do good some work. total. They crap. really do some total crap. But then they also have a lot of good stuff. And and you're right. There's going to be someone that's going to pick up all the old stuff that we want to see that Netflix just won't carry. It'll be old movies, maybe even even like Turner Classic movies might even get thrown streaming channels so you can watch all of your old classic movies at any time with your introduction stuff. Because Lord knows they want to do some introduction stuff to any Turner Classic movie. But I mean, like I could see every channel doing that, just doing a we're going to have our own streaming channel. So you're you now pay to play. Mm-hmm. For everything, yeah, and who I think CBS is doing theirs because I know the only way to watch Star Trek Discovery if you miss it when it airs is to watch on CBS. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Star Trek. I mean, <laughs> I will curb stomp you. <laughs> That's fair at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I'm looking. I, I want the Disney thing because i mean they're already talking about like bringing back a lot of their old tv shows like that we don't get access to now like ducktales and darkwing duck yeah, and I, I, all, love all that. No I love stuff. the idea the problem is not that it's just what does it mean for what we already invested into it you know mm-hmm. like these characters and i like the guy that's playing daredevil i like the daredevil show daredevil is my favorite show on there you know the other ones were okay and good depending so you're saying the other ones just weren't as good as daredevil like the starting one? Yeah. Everybody. And, then the, and then the next one wasn't as good as the one... Are you saying it was like a spiral? No, because <laughs> the second season of Daredevil was also... Better. Good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not so arguably it better. Was better. Better than the first? Well, it's not better than the first, no. but if you're saying it took, a, it took a dip and then back up... No, I'm on this three-dimensional thing where it's like... Yeah, it wouldn't do that because it's if, going, if you're it's saying Jessica down. Jones would be lower than Daredevil, Daredevil 2 would be above Jessica Jones, in my opinion. Unless you count David Tennant just as a villain itself, because best villain I've seen. Besides Heath Ledger's Joker, just incredible. Maybe he has to come back, I swear. That was... that. I've never hated someone so much, but loved them at the same time. Did his job perfect. It was, he was so a, amazing. Like, like, people hated the actor that played Joffrey, you know? It's like that dynamic where he did his job so well 
You just hate him now. That, d- that dude quit acting. And he, yeah. was doc- he was a Doctor <laughs> Who. You know, like, he was a Doctor Who. You have fanatics that want to be him all the time, and he just garnered so much hate from people. Speaking of uh, Netflix, everybody seen Stranger Things yet? Yeah. No. Season two? You haven't? Yeah, no. Yeah, you re- really? Uh, I have to wait for my fiance. Oh. Okay. She's one of those things. Yeah. yeah. She technically, I she technically said I could watch because she understands. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Do not fall ba, for ba, it. Ba, 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 ba. But I decided not to. Good thinking. <laughs> uh, Stranger Things 2 is, it's good. It's a weird season because it, it feels like it's a lot of what happened in the first season. And they're just kind of leading up to the third season. It seemed like a middle of a movie. Middle movie syndrome. Yeah. You know what the thing is? Is it really pegs these kids of being able to handle serious, life-threatening situations way too well. Yeah. They handle it way too well. This Anything that happens in this show, the first season too, I would have been crying in a ditch somewhere until they, they somebody don't, came and they, got me. They, they talk through the stuff. I mean, they get mad at each other, but, like, over dumb kid stuff. But then they just, like, handle up on, on some kind of weird alien monster thing. And you're like, come on, man. I mean, like, how are they not freaked out? I'm going a, I'm to a throw this out there. Y'all ever uh, have a kind of a conversation in your head where you're, you're, you're wanting to talk to somebody about something. You're wanting to bring up a topic, and you're just running through your head about how you're going to talk about it. Yeah. And then you go and you have the conversation, and it, and it goes well because you were prepared, because you practiced. Well, you bunch of casuals. These kids play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, all right. These kids deal with psionics. These kids deal with fire magic. These kids deal with other dimensions. They are already, they are the most experienced people in the film because they have prepared themselves through rigorous thought I'm exercises. Gonna, I'm going to be honest with you. I found that lame. Well, I found they, it that lame. They played Dungeons and Dragons? No, no. Not oh, that okay. they played Dungeons and Dragons. That everything in the show was perfectly parried like parodied with Dungeons and Dragons are like, oh, well, this is, we have this thing in Dun- in uh, Dungeons and Dragons in our book, and this is how you stop it in Dungeons and Dragons, and that's how we stop it in real life. Come on! It's not parodied if it's real life. The, I mean, these are legit, these are legit Dungeons and Dragons things. Uh, so They're yeah, not I real, Randall. Gr- I have to say through gritted teeth. But yeah, that's my explanation as to why the kids respond so well and react so well, and everybody take that and just internalize it because it's true wisdom. Don't, don't agree. Don't agree. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> okay, let's go into some <laughs> casting news. Oh, so f- James Franco got cast as uh, Multiple Man in his own movie, Multiple D- Man movie. I'm really surprised. That, yeah, that's that weird. Re- like, why? <laughs> I don't know. It's not James Franco, because James Franco is, is great. Yeah. I don't know why they make a Multiple Man movie. That. What? Exactly that. Y'all never read, read X Factor, then. Probably uh, the not. Peter David's a little I did run. not. I did not. <laughs> oh, hi, Chris. <laughs> that was that was perfect by the way yeah yeah uh peter david i'm pretty sure did a run of x factor in 2007 to 2009 i think it was all about multiple man it is the best x factor book that's ever been put out multiple man is awesome and if they go with any part of that story and they're calling this a hard r this is gonna be an r movie Hard R. Hard, hard R. R. This movie's going to be awesome. All right. Well, Plus, I, I didn't James know that. James Franco, so. Yeah. Well, I didn't know all that. Yeah. You know? He, Jamie. He was um, just a character to me. He was like a side character. No. he Like, no, he really. Legit yeah, he's a legit. of the character. So, and he, and he might be one of the most powerful, they think, mutants. Okay. Well, they say that about a lot of mutants. A lot of people. And I'm yeah. doing a, I'm doing a, a certain m- motion here. More importantly, multiple men might not even be a mutant. They're not even sure how his power works, because he's holding a gun. 
he multiplies. The gun multiplies with him. They're not even sure he's him anymore. Exactly. He could have died a long time ago. So the character is super complex. And if they play with all that, this show, this movie could be amazing. But my problem with it is Fox is doing this movie. But Fox is also doing the Deadpool movie, so well, I don't and know. also James Franco, if he has any kind of he is creative not going to let him put a bad movie. Yeah, out. if he has any kind of creative input, I mean, he is really good at comedy. He's really good at serious acting. I think he's got some potential, and he's really good at writing mm-hmm. and producing yeah. and directing. So he has a chance to really kind of put his stamp on it too. Even James Franco's worst movies are were good. Yeah, like Your Highness. The yeah, that's pretty bad. No, Your Highness was the interview. Awesome. Interview actually like I liked the interview. Yeah. The interview was great, but oh, uh, Your God. Your Highness was funny. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Natalie Portman's it in great. it too. Yeah. So growing up reading comics, I'm sharing this with you guys. I'm a sensitive soul. All right. I'm a very sensitive soul, and I cried two times reading comics. That's weird. One, when Superman died, killed by Doomsday, saving the Whoa, world. spoilers. From everybody. <laughs> and two, when Multiple Man died. Which one? The original Death by Phalanx. Oh, yeah. 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 That was yeah. a really hard, that was a really a, hard storyline to read. That's a great comic book, yeah. Yeah. So, this, right. this has a lot of potential because the character has a lot of depth. Okay. Okay. Well, it, based on what you guys said, I'm, 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 I, I take it, back my meh. I know a lot of people are like surprised that this is getting made. To me, as soon as it got announced, I'm like, that is perfect. What, what do you think? What do you think, Bill? Um, I mean, hearing I, that, I, I, I mean, still, the passion behind it. Well, I think okay, it, I get the passion. I was, I was going to watch it anyway. Right. They could yeah. pick anyone. So, yeah. They you're make, right. You're absolutely like, right. <laughs> take a look at at Star Chris's shelf up there. Pick anyone. I would watch a movie if someone made it. I still like. Why multiple man? I just want to know why. Like, who thought of this? Whose brainchild was this? And that can also tell us the direction it will go. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if if it's based on what what he's talking about, it sounds like it they, probably it probably will be this this storyline. I'm guessing be. it would so probably be that. In the, in the comic book, he starts his own like a uh, detective agency, and he <laughs> sends out his dupes, is what he calls them, and they all have different jobs, and he sends them out on their own lives. But when he reabsorbs the dupe, uh, he gets all the memories and the the life experience from that dupe. So he has sent all these dupes out all over the world to live their own lives for like years, reabsorbs them. But he has dupes that don't want to be reabsorbed re- because they have lived wonderful, beautiful great lives, lives and became and they, their own people. They don't deserve to be removed from the earth. They didn't do anything wrong. So they constantly have arguments like, well. How do you know I'm the dupe and you're not the dupe? So it can get super complex, which could be hard in a movie, really easy in a comic book series that lasts five years. So I don't know. So, yeah, I want to see the movie. Okay, okay. Other casting news. Drew Law is Captain Marvel. Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, which Cara Danvers bases her character on. He's only famous because the death of Captain Marvel comic <laughs> book. <laughs> so the ultimate sacrifice, one of the earliest sacrifices done in comics, and he stayed dead for, forever, forever. Yeah, yeah. I like, think he came back dead. now, but no, he might have came back. Oh, I think everyone has. Come yeah, back he's come back. By the, well, at this you, point, is it that one or was it a scroll? I, you know what? I don't remember because that was during Secret Invasion. He came back, so I'm not sure. He was you a know scroll what? in Secret Invasion. Nope, he was a, he. That wasn't him. I don't know. I don't know. Spoilers. But it's Jude Law. I, I like Jude Law. You know, like Jude I, Law is great. I like. I don't. I feel like I don't give him enough credit, and then I'm just like, oh, it's Jude Law. And then I watch him. Like Jude Law is awesome. And then I fall back in that same pattern. I'm like, oh, Jude Law. And I have to remember, he's great. 
It, it just takes a couple movies for me to remember. Oh, remember Repo Men? Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Remember uh, Side Effects? I'm like, yeah, that was really cool. To be the best part of a film that has armored polar bears in it, you got to be an awesome wow. actor. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm not knowing the story of <laughs> nice. Uh, knowing the story of Captain Marvel and stuff like that, I don't think he's going to be in this movie a lot. Uh, he's probably going to be a side character. He's going to be there to set up uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. They haven't announced it yet, but Secret Evasion is definitely the next storyline they're doing in the MCU. It, it has to be. If you look at the, if you look at the plans for the films they're releasing it's gotta the be. scrolls are in the captain marvel they're the main bad guys they have to be doing secret evasion the guaranteed tony stark's been a, a scroll the whole entire time that's how they get rid of him Th- this is how they start recasting people actually i mean it's stupid but this is a way that they can recast people um, well they already in, in, introduced dr strange so there's access to the multiverse right right there you go yeah so and spider-man now being in there in spider dimensions Spider Dimensions is where Miles Morales is introduced for sure, for sure. And Marvel Zombies, we can get a movie about that. I'll be, I'll be set for oh, the rest of my life. Oh yes, they don't even have to relate it to no, any just of the make other a Marvel universe. Zombie just movie. boom, make one. Other news: Amazon um, won the rights to Lord of the Rings, uh, so they're going to be a series of TV shows based on uh, Tolkien's book. We don't know. I don't think they're retelling Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or anything like that. Uh, they're just gonna be doing self-contained series prequels, could, stuff that's happening. I'm not sure. They could tell the Hobbit because, uh, as far as I know, there's never been Hobbit movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't ever believe. I had a really bad dream one time that there were some Hobbit movies, but that was just a stupid dream. It's just so weird because they had so many great actors in that in that movie, in that series of movies. What movie? This series of of Billiam's <laughs> dreams, those animated movies from like the eighties. Oh yeah, those, those are great. Sweet. That was actually really great. Yeah. The uh, Billiam's fever dreams. <laughs> there was a lot of great actors in those, and it just oh man, how do how do you? I fell asleep during every single one of those. I watch them now. I can enjoy them just because I'm watching the book that I remember for as a kid. So it's cool to see it on screen, but they're not good now. They're really no, not. Not at all. It's like one of those fan films. You know, it it kind of seems like a fan film they, that had like a, a $300 million budget. They, <laughs> so. embellished, they embellished everything they wanted to. They had a field day. They didn't stay true to real source material. And, and, you know, it made money, but I hate it. And I love it. Smog on screen. It's kind of cool. Oh, it's, it's, this it's is cool to hear him talk. So. Well, it's Benedict Cumberpatch. Doctor Strange. Once you're in a Marvel movie, that's your name forever now. Really? I thought it was Benadryl Cabbage Patch. It's, it's Pumpkinhead. Marvel films pumpkin head cumberpatch. Marvel films <laughs> cumberbun. definitely don't top pumpkin head cumberbun. There we go. Pumpkin head cumberbun. All right, and then uh, last thing before we go into the break, Justice League came out. I haven't seen it, as we said earlier. I saw it. Uh, I am I am writing a review to share my both my true feelings on the movie, as well as why you sh- like why it's still worth it. I saw it as well, and I liked it. Yeah, critics are. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, critics are eating this movie up. Okay, I can see where critics are getting on it because it's 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 weak. I heard it's not good. Like, it's put weak. together movie. It's, it's weak compared to like a deep how Marvel was able to turn turn these comic movies into something deep. But this movie is entertaining as hell. It is fun. The car- the casting itself is awesome. There's comedic relief through throughout, and and Jason Momoa is funnier than he should be. It's like when not- he. When he, there's a moment when they're like, you need to calm down. He's like, well, he ain't right. I'm not calming down because he ain't right. 
it's just it's it's a fun movie. The action scenes are great. They're not as great as the Thor action scenes because wow. But there's one scene in uh, Justice League that just kind of blew me away, and it wasn't even like a, a, like a fight scene that you you would expect, but it was just it it was really cool. I want to see it more. It's just like Rotten Tomatoes really got really kind of out it because they their reviews of this movie before it came out were god awful. So a lot of people are saying Rotten Tomatoes is like sabotage in the DC universe because of how bad they're rating movies. Uh, they're I think, not I think... good standalone films by any means. This movie's not cohesive. The storyline doesn't make sense. These people have no reason to have any trust in each other. Aqua Bro is not Aquaman. Ah, Batman's not Batman. Whoa. Yeah, whoa, I said whoa. it. He's not. That's the best Batman that's ever been It's on the screen. best Batman. Yeah. No. Yeah. Batman uh, in flashbacks from Batman vs. Superman is the best Batman you ever saw on screen. This Batman is not. Well, well let's let's hear what Bill has to say, because I know he has a lot to say <coughs> about the, the Rotten Tomatoes critics. I've been waiting. You wring your hands. I'm not intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> the, I know he has a lot to say about Rotten Tomatoes critics and what what they do to these types of movies. So take it away, Billy. Well, it doesn't surprise me that critics didn't like it because they're spineless pieces of trash, <laughs> and they hate movies. Like, just look. Like, how many times do these movies are critically panned by critics, but the the audience score is so much higher? That's why I always say, look at the audience score. What do other normal people think? Not these the normies, pre- huh? Yeah, not not these pretentious douchebags who are paid to sit behind their keyboard looking at the thesauruses for the biggest word they can find to talk about why they don't like this movie. And instead of watching a movie for fun, they watch it to purposely pick it apart. That's why I don't trust these people. Movie hipsters, huh? Yeah, that's all they are. Billiam, aren't, aren't you a critic? No. Why do you watch your mouth? Uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I watch films for plot development. I watch films for character development. And why'd you watch films... a DC movie? I watched a DC movie <laughs> because I have high hopes and a very, very strong nostalgia for these characters. And uh, they, they're just not, they're not the characters of the source material. Look, I think the casting alone is worth these mo- wor- worth watching the movies alone. That's it. Yeah, whatever else happens... To see these people in the co- the costumes too, we give Zack Snyder a lot of crap, but he did costume design well, he did casting well, and everything else. Who cares? I mean, it, it's a movie worth watching at least once, and that's really all they really kind of want. Is it better than Batman vs Superman? Yes, yes, because there's a story. The, the problem was that thought process. I'm really starting to like Batman vs Superman. No, no, it's a guilty pleasure. The more you rewatch it, the better. Yeah, the better. It gets. Better yes, it yes, it's like it's heroin. It really- you're like. <laughs> Every time you watch it, it gets a little bit better. But I didn't get the first one for free. I will say this. <laughs> the villain has some really golden lines. Like, in his banter with the heroes, it's gold. It's pure gold. It's exactly how it should be with the nature of his character. That is the truest they stayed to any source material. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, I, I'm, Flash, I Flash, don't I love you. You're the best. I don't go good. see DC movies in theaters most of the time, so I, I'm not probably going to watch this. I'll probably watch it when it you'll, comes you'll out. Like so it. You'll, I, you'll, you'll like it. You'll be entertained by it. I watched Wonder Woman, and I love that movie. Yeah, so. well, that was awesome. I heard, though, that they're not going to release a Zack Snyder director's cut of this. Apparently, there is no Zack Snyder cut. Yeah, I heard that. I heard someone was petitioning for it. And one of the editors was like, he left the movie before he even did a cut. So It only would have been worth it if Ares had his 
mustache shaved in the final fight scene where he transforms. That's that's the only the only time. That's the only way that any kind of edits need to be made. That is our news section. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and we're going to come back with our nerd talk, where we're going to be talking about the Netflix Punisher series. So we will be right back at their break. Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds in a Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? Fuck all that, f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And welcome back. As you know, we're going to kick off our nerd talk topic which is the punisher the netflix punisher we should be more specific about that because we can get into some heavy stuff about some other punisher movies <laughs> yes and there's good and bad the good bad and the ugly is really what's happening here and i haven't talked to you about it i haven't really talked to anybody about it i love the whole series love the whole series okay well let's start with you Let, let's let's kick it off with that this is other other than uh, john berthnall not looking size wise the Punisher. I, every time I see him on screen, I'm like, that dude's really tiny. Yeah, he may be tiny, but there's no doubt he could. Oh, he can kill me. Yeah, his okay. nose alone it's shows just, that just you don't. Cro Magnum man brow going on right there. Mess with that dude because that dude's been punching the nose like a hundred times. And his forehead, <laughs> and apparently his whole face is just. He healed quick up in that show. Every time he got beat up, yeah, he healed up. But that's kind of a quick. Punisher thing too. Now, like he he's a human, but he's superhuman in his ability to take damage well in 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 the comics he often has his own narration going on Mm -hmm. about just like well i might die but you first (laughs) like i took six to the chest but you first with my hands 
Um, great show, no. I, I was actually really, really happy with it. I am putting this up there with uh, Daredevil. Really? Yeah, uh, at least season two where he was in. Okay. This okay. followed him completely. Um. Okay, well, why don't you start with, like, three good things and then a bad thing. A bad thing? A bad thing. Oh, if you eight find... bad things. Like, no, <laughs> a single bad thing, if you can find one. Okay, so the violence in this mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they never... This, this was no more of that... TV fourteen, the Daredevil guy was going for, right. it. and he started he started that trend of keeping it kind of like kind of safe for most people, and this guy just threw it right out. They never sugarcoated him, Punisher. Mm-hmm. At no point did you go, "Oh, he's a good dude." No, he's, he's a good dude at heart. He's a good dude at heart, but at no point did he <laughs> goes, "Oh no, there's no justice. I'm going to kill you." And that's just right up there was Punisher. That is Punisher. The Punisher doesn't have that thought process of like, always have a due process for you to make sure that you deserve to either die or go sit in jail. No, no, you're dead. Okay. And, and he, he killed him. Okay. So and, that's one. Uh, He's badass. If he was put in a room with like 100 million people, I'm pretty sure he could take all of them. <laughs> so <laughs> well, he's done it in the TV show. Where yeah, it's not 100 million. There, where there's he gets de- some help sometimes. <laughs> Where there's a whole death squad going after him, at no point do you go, oh, he's going to get hurt. Or he's going to he's definitely going to get hurt. But he's not, he's definitely going to win this fight. Like his introduction in prison with the kingpin? Yes. Yeah. All right. Three. Your third good thing. This is, it's so weird for a Netflix show. And not that the other ones have been badly acted, but some of the actors have not been great for the Netflix shows. Iron Fist stands out in their head. He's, he's not a good actor. Luke Cage, I just don't think that dude's had the time to be able to betray the character that they're giving him. Um, John Berthnall acted the hell out of this. That dude almost brought me to tears a few times. Was just his acting alone. It it was great. It was awesome. Okay. So negative. The negative is the storyline was the kid. What was his name? Lewis. The bully. Yeah. The bully son of Micro. The yeah. subplot. No, 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 no. no, the, no, no. The, sub, the sub. Oh, the oh. subplot. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Fu- it was the fact that it went on a very long time, and I didn't know what the payoff was going to be. Okay. I got kind of sick of seeing his storyline. It, it had a good payoff. I mean, it it revolved around the storyline. Punisher more into a storyline where it had to take him away from his normal stuff to go help his friend. I I think which kind of brought the story back around. I just thought that storyline just went on too long without a payoff. It, it went on a very long time, and part of the thing was uh, uh, what we've seen in, a, in the since Daredevil. Daredevil was just a straight up comic book show. Yeah, right. And everything else has been um, a, a topical um, hot button that they they tackle. You know, Jessica Jones had the you know the the, the things that happened with you know, people yep. taking advantage. Well, I don't know how to say. Yeah, I want to see how you're, how you're going to word that. Yeah. So it, like inappropriate things with women mm-hmm. um taking advantage of them and then luke cage with you know the black rights right and then uh iron fist was whatever iron whatever fist was iron about. fist was with about. being a dirty hippie <laughs> there you go being a dirty hippie being well said hips well hips, said like hipster right spiral hipster rights but then uh this one was heavy into PTSD, yes, which is something that has been coming more and more into the public light, especially now with VAs being in, in the spotlight with certain things. Uh, I think it did a really good job of showing the goods and the bad of it, and I think that was the storyline they were doing it. I felt like that storyline fell off. It lost track. Right after the Lewis guy died. No, I felt like he brought 
brought it to a weird scenario that made it seem like this could happen. And maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, like, it didn't seem it needed to be in there. I mean, does anyone agree With, that it needed to be I'm, in there? I'm going to I'm going to put it like this. There was a, a shining light. All right. So there were two sides of, you know, the PTSD storyline where one man is suffering heavily and the other man is just, you know, he's fine. And that's how they portray it. He's fine and he's helping to support everyone else. But then as the story goes on, you see that he is only saying these things to affirm for himself. To try to help and himself. And he yeah. is also suffering. So nobody's winning. And and at that point... What was the name of the friend? At that point, they tie up the storyline, the subplot, and then there's no there's no upside. Yeah, so, so everyone's a victim of it. Yeah, everyone's right. a victim of it. And so that's the statement of that subplot. Well, it, but he's still, a, he's still a, no matter what, even if he's still suffering, he, he still seems like he has a handle on it. Curtis's story is, yeah, it, it's, it's that. It's legit. It's yeah. a legitimate story. And, it's, he and does I, I'm the, sure more people can relate to Curtis's storyline than this, this, this nut job. The Lewis guy. Yeah. yeah. And it, it never felt pandering. It, it was always, no, it, doesn't. It, it always was presented with respect, which I really liked. And it. And it didn't feel like it was just shoehorned in there to get some sort of props for being uh, being up to date with... It doesn't. With, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's an intentional parallel to Frank also. Yeah. It's an intentional parallel to... Keep make Frank you grounded see, a little bit. Make you see that there is a difference between Frank and this character. This, this guy that's kind of more off his hinges than Frank is. But also that they're the same... In their handling of their situations. And this Frank just has a little bit more guided control. Well, he's Frank... more surgical. He's better trained. Well, and that's it. That's well, all there is. also, Frank listens to his friends, which would be Curtis. Mm. You know, he does respect his friend and his what he does for other people. Long and, as he doesn't get in his way. Yeah, yeah. and it's, well, he knows that he helps other people. And he has his own agenda because it's not just war that, you know, messed him up with PTSD what happened when he got back and his family family was and everything murdered um the origin story now is just basically his family gets killed because of something he did don't in the go past. don't go into who billy russo is though yeah you know i don't like, want to do that's it. a spoiler all in, i don't want to give it in it really kind of is but I, as soon as i heard but billy it's a Russo's, beautiful thing and we can talk about it in 10 years because of <laughs> <laughs> as soon as i heard billy russo's name as long I, as if you if everyone's seen it then i could talk about it it's just one right, of right right but as soon as I heard Billy Russo's name, I knew who that character was. So I kept waiting for the thing that happens at the end. I mean, of it. I knew it too because I watched the other one semi recently. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, okay. So that's y'all do the math on that if yeah. y'all haven't seen the show. Um, now, okay, is so a, is it a, is it a puzzling thing to figure out? <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit it's of a, a of a conundrum, I guess you could say. I have kind of a problem. You were talking about how great his acting was. John Berthnall's. Uh-huh. And his acting was fine. No, it was past fine. It was no, 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 freaking no. amazing. There were certain points that irked the hell out of like me. Like what? Well, when he gets real amped up, he goes, oh, oh, oh. Just aggravated me. He does that in everything, though. That's just kind of a, a nature of that John Berthnall. Yeah. I know. It just it just, it just, just bugged me. When I, watched, when I watched Thomas Jane's Punisher, I'm like, that's the Punisher. 
Oh, this dude, no, no, John no, no, is the Punisher. You are wrong. The Max John, Punisher. Yeah, Thomas Thomas Jane is no. the Punisher. Thomas that's, Jane that's is definitely the Punisher. Punisher. What? No, yes, John Bernthal is tactical. my favorite Punisher. He's tactical and he just it psychologically ruined people. He did everything. He punished the best way possible. Did you see Thomas Jane's short film? Uh, short film. Yeah, the liquor store. Yeah, the liquor yeah, store. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's great. No, I, I I like him. I've I've met Thomas Jane in real life. Thomas Jane is freaking awesome. I love Thomas Jane. I'm a big Thomas Jane fan. John Berthnall is a way better Punisher than Thomas Jane's ever. He was. may be more brutal, but Thomas Jane is yeah. a better Punisher. I'm telling you. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to punch him in the face the whole time because because of, of Shane. Oh yeah, yeah. He does have the Shane thing. I don't watch uh, um, Walking Dead, I, I but I have any, seen all the Shane stuff. I, I don't anymore, but I have the residual hatred of Shane. Judging, I don't. I don't hate Shane. Face, I don't hate Shane it from that. Phased him much anyway. Actually, <laughs> no. I liked him as the Punisher. I don't have a problem with him. I just think Thomas Jane just was a better Punisher. I, I look at Thomas Jane. I'm like, that's the Punisher. Exactly. <sighs> I I don't. I I mean I do until this point. I think John Berthnall is a tremendously better actor than Netflix deserves for a Punisher TV show. Well, in it, it's weird because he didn't really want to be. A comic book character is what he said. He didn't want to be a comic book character, which is weird because he already played a comic book character. Maybe he didn't realize oh, it that's right. in Walking Dead, but he played a comic book character. You ever hear a story about him walking into a comic book store? No. Like he had a big stack of comic books. Uh, he brought brought it up to the guy to go check him out and everything like that. And the, the news has already came out that he's playing a Punisher. The guy took all the comic books from him. He was like, you can't buy any of these. You have to buy all these and gave him a big stack of comic books. This is what you read. And his exact words to him was like, do not f*** this up. So I think he gave him all the Max series stuff, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, it's it's the Punisher. The mm-hmm. Max series Punisher is it's the definitely the best Punisher stuff out there. So Punisher has a lot of great storylines. It I'm does. A- it also has a lot of terrible storylines. Yeah, Frankencastle. Frankencastle. <laughs> and, and That's in, fun, though. It's fun. It's, fun. it's kind of fun. Before that was the uh, Demon Hunter Punisher. I don't know if you've read any of that. It's terrible. Punisher 2099. I actually like Punisher He's the only one that survived, by the way. Him and Spider-Man were the only two that survived the 2099 series. Really? Yeah. See, I, I haven't read well, any Well, Spider-Man still, but Punisher lasted a little bit longer than everybody else. Hulk 2099, just gone. Um, X-Men 2099, way gone. Spider-Man and Punisher hang on for a little bit, hung on for a little bit longer, but Spider-Man obviously made it through. He was part of the Spider Verse, wasn't he? Yeah, he he not only made it to uh, recent things; he was in the video game Spider uh, Shattered Dimensions. Oh, with the four uh, with the Spider Man Noir and all. Yep, those. he also made it to the most recent television series on on XD. Was they, oh really? Yep. Okay, awesome. Yep, and it was like the animation for those are really great. So I don't know if you watch them. The storylines get kind of. Eh. I kind of lose interest sometimes, but it's it's overall a good show. It's it's no spectacular Spider-Man though. So in the grand scheme of things of all the Netflix shows, where do you put the rankings at now? I I would still put Daredevil number one. Okay, season one, two, season one, season one. I put season one, season two, then Punisher, then Jessica Jones, then Luke Cage, uh, then obviously. Defenders, then Iron Fist. Yeah, wow, okay, yeah. Defenders. I, Defenders wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. You put Luke Cage in front of Defenders. Yeah, I didn't. I definitely do. But we know you love your princess. No, man. I mean the the villain, the uh, Copperhead alone for that awesome. show, it yeah. just just it deserves some respect from he, that. He was a fantastic villain until they killed him off for no reason. Just, whoa, he's the best part of that show. He is. No, no, he definitely is. 
I, I completely agree. Uh, so mine is um, it's Daredevil one or two. I don't I don't know which one. I think both of those shows or seasons are great. Uh, it's Jessica Jones. I love Jessica Jones. Dennis Punisher for me. Uh, Dennis Luke Cage, Defenders, Iron Fist. I like Punisher just based on the fact that it's um, more action and I can relate to it a little bit more. The Jessica Jones, uh, the the thing that made Jessica Jones edgy was the villain. And the villain I really liked, and it makes me feel kind of guilty. <laughs> no, but he, he sold that so well, no. You, you were supposed to like him. You were supposed to love to hate him. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. What do you got to say, man? I, I hate to completely copy Critter, but that's that's my my order, List. too. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I love Daredevil. They really set the bar really high. Yeah, they they really did. I, I like Jessica Jones, but I would put I would put Punisher above that. Mm-hmm. From the four episodes, you saw four episodes in, right? Yeah. Three good things and then one bad thing. The realistic violence. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Other than him, he got his ass kicked, and that's kind of I respect a hero that gets his ass kicked. And not only did he get his ass kicked, bad. We would all be dead. Well, yeah. Like. <laughs> Easily. Like other than danger, I'm sorry. To be you just right. looked at me. I have a Superman T shirt at home and I've Anytime I walk I, I watch hell. an action movie and they throw them into a shelf and they just break the shelf like it was nothing and they feel fine. You know how bad that would hurt if I hit a shelf that was like perpendicular to my body and I just hit it and I'm like <laughs> That really could break one of us. I'm just I'm done fighting. What you take whatever. I don't care. Just, I, just, I need to lay down. Oh my pack, it's killing me. Uh also the way that at least from the from the beginning of what I saw, like when he beat up those first guys in that first episode. At their construction site? Yeah. yeah. There wasn't a oh I'm gonna help this kid out. Oh I'm gonna teach him the, I'm going to be some sort of mentor to him. It's it no, was nothing boom. about him. Yeah. Yeah, it really it wasn't. Kind, it kinda was. Kind of it, but it, it was, was more doing, the snapping he thing. Would, no, him. he was doing a good thing, but they pushed him. Yeah. Yeah. He tried to stay out of it, but when he saw wrongdoing to an extreme, not just wrongdoing, wrongdoing to an extreme, it was like, hey, these people are robbing. Yeah. And then the how they handled the, the, the PTSD aspect. Mm-hmm. I thought it was done really well. And li- like I said, it didn't feel it didn't feel pandering. It didn't feel forced. It felt like it should naturally be there. Yeah. And it, it didn't feel like they were really making it a super sad thing. You know, they were showing that it's in a thing and these people are dealing with it and they're strong people. But they're still dealing with something super serious. Exactly, and the the downside for me is that the whole side story with the the people at the CIA. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I don't care about them. I okay. I have zero interest in them. So if they took that out completely, I'd be like, all right, cool, still a good shot. They're kind of central to the story a little bit later. Well, so. they're, they're central. They're central aspects of why Frank Castle needs to do what Frank Castle needs to do. They're very central to the entire setting of the story so they could have done a better job i'm gonna agree i'm gonna give you that they could have done a better job with the cia side plot but they needed it they needed it not necessarily in that way but i don't think it was done terribly maybe not terribly it's just it with i guess maybe with cia and any kind of law enforcement agency in shows it's just every time they show law enforcement in shows they're either amazing well, they're terrible. So, like, if the show's about FBI, then police are terrible. But if it's the show's about police, FBI's terrible. And that's just how how they relate to each other. So you can tell which way they lean. You watch Die Hard, FBI's idiots. 
And the police was, are the good guys. And the police are the guys thinking, they're going to shoot the lights. Bam, bam. And, of course, John McClane knows everything that's <laughs> happening. And the FBI is just like, I'm fine with people dying. I don't care. I mean, we're going to save most people. You know, if you watch a FBI show, police are just like, you don't know nothing, dude. Well, this was a Frank Castle show, and in this one, nobody was good. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's and they and they bring that to attention in the show. They're like, "Well, you say in this justice, not always. I'm just saying it doesn't always work. Frank's ways a little bit quicker. <laughs> kind of a mixed message, I guess." I gotta agree. I enjoyed the realistic aspects. That your suspension of belief didn't have to extend so far to believe a lot of this stuff. Yeah, it's not you like see, watching Luke Cage. You where, see him uh, tying stuff off. You see him tourniqueting things. No, you every him, yeah, everything was fun. Yeah, you see him handling things. People get injured in very honest ways. Like even the main villain gets injured in the most honest of ways. Like that's believable. The storyline of I, it's a small world, and my friend is my enemy now. Like, all of this stuff comes crashing in, and that's pretty that's pretty tropic and predictable. But with the acting that was done, and they really made me care about some characters, and made me feel a little bit of sadness, that was legit. That was a good experience for me. Because it a... takes a lot to make me feel feelings... There's I don't a, normally do that. There's a scene in episode 12 where Frank and Billy and all of them are hanging out with the kids right before all the shooting stuff yeah. happens. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, that's a, a scene that really got to me. And it's probably one of the more. It's because you have friends like that with you. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like this is somebody that Frank and I don't want to ruin the end of the movie, but it. You'll know it when you see it. It's a betraying of trust on such a hardcore level that goes, yeah, f that guy. So exactly, there, there are there a soap opera thing that you can kind of see coming from a mile away, but you still get there anyway. You still get invested. The bad thing um, is, all right. Before we get into the bad thing, I need y'all to understand you're both fans of the Max Punisher. You're both fans of the Max Punisher film. Mm-hmm. And that is a Punisher that comes into the film established as the Punisher. He has been the Punisher, and he has been punishing a long time. This is a Frank Castle who lost his family, went underground, and got found. This is a this is a Frank Castle. This is not a Punisher. You see him wearing the Punisher vest once in the beginning, and then you don't see it again until much later in the series. So this is an origin story. It's his first season as the Punisher, and it culminates in exactly the type of Punisher that the two of you enjoyed the most. So I think the series was done really well, and it grew that character very well. I, yeah, I, I love the show. It's just you know, mm-hmm. it's Thomas Jane, man, Thomas Jane Punisher. <laughs> because the scene, the scene where you guys are talking about on the construction site, everyone should have been dead. Mm-hmm. Max Punisher. Would have had everyone. He would have buried the other guy in the cement. Yeah, he would have never thrown. He would He yeah. would never tossed him a line. <sighs> That's fine. But then, then you're then you're talking about making a show about a guy that has no redeeming qualities. And that's hard to watch. No, this was a show about a man losing his redeeming qualities. Not really. No, no, no. no. It he, could be. He... No, it could have been. It could have been. I understand what you're saying. They could have went down that route with Punisher, and it would still been Punisher-like. They didn't go down that route. He did have redeeming qualities. He showed it all the time in the show. 
And the Punisher in the comic books, I don't know if, if he has as many redeeming qualities as the guy in this show. The final act of this film of this series was so evil, that's the Max Punisher. Yeah. He's in there. He's just had to grow that direction. So, yeah, that's our thoughts on Netflix Punisher. Again, like I said, it's great. I love it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start closing out the show. Uh, thank you, Billiam. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for talking to us. Uh, this is this is how a somewhat nerdy radio gets put together. I have seen how the sausage is made. You still, you still want to eat the sausage? That's a weird question. That's it's a weird, really weird question. question. <laughs> I will still listen to the sausage. Yeah, there you go. I will listen to the sausage talk to me, but I don't know if it's going to go anywhere near me. So, yes, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go follow Billiam's show. Go subscribe to him. One of my favorite movie podcasts. I mean, I've listened to a lot, and his is... It's jaded a little bit now, <laughs> but to be fair... I've listened to a few, and they're not as good as his. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It is literally on my list of favorite podcasts that I listen to every single week. Boys and girls, Billiam does his homework, and he's got a golden voice. That's all you need to know. Go check it out. Got prizes for everyone. <laughs> popcorn surprises. <laughs> so thank you, Billiam, again. Of thank course, you for always. joining us in studio. Go follow us on, I already said, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You said follow him. Yeah, follow him. Don't and forget make sure us. You follow though. us, obviously. Yeah, we will be back in two weeks with our Christmas special, and then after that, we'll see you in the new year. Anyway, we have been your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Critter, and I'm Danger, and I'm Billiam. There you go. And good journey, nerd. Good journey, nerds. Good journey, nerds. Good journey, nerds.